0: The opinions expressed on the following sponsored program are strictly those of the host, guests, and callers, and not necessarily those of this station, its staff, management, or sponsors. It's Down to Business with Jack Miller. Forget what they teach you in school, this is real life. Not Wall Street, but Main Street. He and his guests will answer your questions and provide you with valuable information. Stay Here tuned and join in the conversation. Follow them on Facebook at Jack Miller Down to Business or on Twitter at HJackMiller1. Hello everyone, this is Jack Miller. I'm super excited to have Leah Hershkowitz with us today. Leah is, and maybe I'm getting this wrong, I'll ask her, but she is an expert in safe talk and um, I hate to use the word suicide prevention, but really uh, she deals with families and community leaders on how to deal with issues relating to this issue. Leah, Pleased to uh, see you in person. The truth is, is disclosure. We've spoken on the phone many times and by right. email many times, and I feel like I've known you, but this is the first time I've virtually met you in person.
1: Yeah, it is. It is nice to put a, a face to the name.
0: Well, with you, but with me, it's usually not. <laughs> um But no, in all seriousness, why don't you tell everyone what you do? Because I characterized it wrongly, and then I have a, like a million questions for you and um, just start telling everyone what you do and maybe um, how you got involved with it.
1: Okay. So my official title is that I'm a safe talk trainer. Safe talk is the leading model in suicide alertness and prevention that is offered by living work um, an internationally well received program on suicide intervention, prevention, and alertness and awareness. Um, I kind of came to this, you know, in a backwards way. Um, I've been the creative director at the Chabad Teen Network for six years um, and always was passionate about mental health and, you know, awareness around mental health, but never really had the background or didn't really know what I was, you know, wanted to do with it. And then about three and a half years ago, I had my first um, encounter with a teen who was experiencing thoughts of suicide and I had no tools to be able to help her. Um, It was at an event where there were many other adults present who, like me, didn't know what to do. And the best thing that I could offer her in the moment was, you know, from what I knew, just, you know, my instincts kind of kicked in and I sat with her and I talked with her and I gave her an empathetic ear and I let her tell me about what was going on. And we ended up speaking actually over the course of that day for many hours. Um, And after the event was over, I connected with the National Suicide Hotline. Actually, that was a suggestion from one of the Rebbitzins who was at the event. I, you know, she saw that I looked a little frazzled after the conversation and I said, well, she just, you know, this girl just, you know, confided in me that she's struggling and I don't know how, I don't know what the next step is. So she suggested that I call the National Suicide Hotline. I did. I spoke to them about it. They gave me some suggestions on how to help the girl. Obviously, because she was under 18, I had to, you know, involve her parents and make sure that they were on board with what the plan was going to be. But after that, I discovered living work um, and began my journey to become a Safe Talk trainer. It was a long process. Um, I learned a lot along the way. And, um, since then in those three years, you know, the skills that I learned through being a participant in the training, and then also becoming a trainer myself helped me be able to impart those tools and those skills to dozens of other people, teenagers, adults, professionals. I, you know, the first training I went to, There's two levels of, there's two levels of certification to become a safe talk trainer. The first, the first event that I attended was a two day seminar to get certified in the first level. Everybody in the room were mental health professionals besides for me, therapists, psychotherapists, psychiatrists, and everybody told me the same thing. None of them had a formal training in suicide prevention or suicide first aid. And they were there like me to learn and gain the skills. And that's when I realized and that's kind of where I've devoted my focus to now is making sure that everybody has these skills and everybody has these tools. It's not just up to the mental health professionals or first responders or emergency room doctors to have these skills and have the potential to save a life. We can all do it. Um, And that's really what Safe Talk is.
0: So I, 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 w- I want to get into uh, specifically safe talk and, and the skills and things that, mm-hmm. but maybe if you can help define the scope of the problem, because it's right. an enormous problem from what I, and you know, you read all kinds of statistics, but from what right. I read is, and I think it was 2017, that it was like, I think 1.4 million attempts. So yeah. in my mind, I keep thinking 1.4 million attempts. So each attempt I equate one attempt as five close people who affect them, you know they have exactly. a mother, a father, a brother, a sister, hmm. kids, whatever yeah. so I'm thinking there's like seven million people affected by this each year yeah there's i think the number was forty four or forty five thousand people who um what how do you say it i i I don't want to use the word um i don't even want to say the word i'm thinking but who right. how do you what do you say
1: so to- so most people refer to someone who loses who who has a experience you know who dies by suicide as having committed suicide that's not the politically correct term so we say died by suicide or suicided okay um in the so, past tense so yeah 40, yeah 40 in 2017 the statistic according to the um american um, what is their name? The American yeah. um... it, 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 it <laughs> it, Foundation it, I for think Suicide Prevention. It's
0: 37,173
1: people.
0: Uh, you know, yeah. uh, 129 yeah. people a day. Uh, the scary part is it's going up in different categories between 8 to 14% right. a year. And I think it's yeah. number one or number two killer. Uh, maybe that's the wrong word. I apologize if it's not politically correct. Uh, in in youths, you know, people yes. from 14 to 30 or whatever. So, you yeah. know, when, when I hear about, look, any any loss of life is tragic. But when you and by the way, I forgot another very important one. I think there's a 44 veterans a day yeah. who who meet this yeah. state, which is just yeah. unbelievable to me. Um, but when you hear these statistics, um and you hear about other ways people, unfortunately, are meeting the final fate,
1: um, mm-hmm. these
0: numbers are huge.
1: They're, they're astounding.
0: They're astounding. And it seems people aren't talking about them. It's taboo. Um, the government isn't helping. It's, it seems it's like this black hole. So am I, yeah. are my numbers, I don't want to say exactly correct, but is my theme correct that this is
1: just- your Your numbers might actually be lower um these are th- this is just what they were able to account for you of know course. during during that search i mean it, it could and it, it becomes higher in certain populations youth um veterans even you know i didn't ever i never associated suicide or suicidality with um you know the elderly that was something i learned is a huge issue you know ages 70 and over the suicide rate in that community because they're experiencing loss of family, loss of mobility, you know, they're retiring. Um, they, you know, they, they're isolated and lonely. That's not, you don't usually equate that age group with this, but you know, but then again, you never know who is experiencing thoughts of suicide. When we think of people who are thinking or who are experiencing thoughts of suicide, you think of people who might be depressed clinically or otherwise, you might think of people who are lonely, isolated, you know, the unpopular kids. Some of the cases that I've dealt with are the valedictorians of their class, highest grades, prom queens, valedictorians. It affects everybody. It yeah. affects the VP of a major company, and it affects doctors, and it affects veterans. It, it affects everybody.
0: Yeah, I, I also want to bring out that a fact of the fact that it, affect, it It spreads across race and religion and absolutely. affiliations you know I, I, I obviously i'm not an african-american i'm a, a middle-aged white jewish guy you know i right. couldn't be more bread and butter than that but the truth is it affects my community and right. my family and i know of plenty of people who fit in or, or are in my community who this is yeah. affected by
1: absolutely it spreads across everybody yeah and and i think you know, one of the one of the, and I think this is part of the the fact that it's a stigma, we don't talk about it. So we assume that it only affects certain cultures, or certain types of people. This is an issue that everybody's dealing with, you know, the, the, the middle class might be de- dealing with it differently than, the, you know, upper class or the lower, everybody, you know, but the examples that I've seen and the examples that I've been personally involved in it you know, it, it crosses gender and age and race. It, 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 really, it's a pervasive issue.
0: Why do you think this is such a stigma within the society? And before you answer that, I want to give you a little experiment that I okay. I, I actually did last week. Um, okay. I, I really am not a big Facebook poster. And when mm-hmm. I post something on Facebook, it's really for a very specific reason. It, mm-hmm. It's not just a random thought. Right. Uh, so, um, the reality is how you and I know each other is because I've become involved with, I don't say with you, that, that sounds terrible. With, <laughs> with helping. With this process. Get, right. That's yes, the process to get the word out. Um, and um, so I've tried to talk to people about it and I noticed you can't talk to them about it. I've called to raise money yeah. to bring awareness and uh, some of them will, but some of them you could tell it's tortured. Um yeah. So I posted one, I'm going to say Wednesday of last week, um, basically uh, the statistics on suicide, what I'm doing to help. And I Mm -hmm. start off with, um, this is a serious matter. I'm taking this serious. You know, I want to bring attention to it. Right, right. I wanted to see if anyone would say anything or any likes or anything. Okay, I waited. There was a couple, one comment, and maybe three or four likes. Mm-hmm. Now, in my mind, okay, before I posted this, I knew the next night I was going to post something silly to see if I'd get a response. The right. next night, Thursday night, my nights may be off, but you get the point. Right, I posted right. a picture of me holding a Ritz cracker with peanut butter and jelly, and I posted something like, at my age, this is pure heaven, a fresh Ritz cracker, creamy, skippy peanut butter, Welsh's grape j- jelly. This is my perfect meal. And I, right. I must have gotten 50 likes and 50 comments. Right. And I did them both for a reason.
1: Right. You, you were testing out. Yeah, you were testing it out. And I've tested
0: out with Facebook different things before. So why is it that people aren't doing more or, or, or why is it, 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 it? What's the issue here? It right. seems to me it's affecting so many people. This should be a national yeah. crisis. You know, you don't hear it on the news. You don't hear it. And by the way, right. it's not.
1: Unless it's, unless it's a celebrity or um, a well-known. Look. And even you know, then it's. It's
0: a, it's a two-day story. L- last right. year, I forget the fashion designer, David Spade's uh, sis- um,
1: Kate Spade. Kate
0: Spade. I never heard of her before, but. She met this face. Every
1: I own, a, I own a lot of things from her, from her brand, so <laughs> well,
0: I'm familiar. It, it, it's, it's tragic, yeah. but you know, it, it, but what happens is it, it, it's 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 on TMZ and it's on the news, but nobody's right. talking about solutions. And is it because right. are there solutions? I don't know. I'm just asking you. Right. Why do you think so, it's taboo?
1: I'll I'll start by saying this. I don't want to assign a global meaning. To why it is or is not, but I'll say this. There's something so painful about the loss of life across the board, right? Death is painful. It's hard for us to deal with. It's it's a hard, it's a very difficult experience for us to go through when we lose someone we love when we lose someone we know. How much more so when it's you know it's like the decision to end their life was in their hands? There are a lot of, you know. Let me let me put it to you this way, true or false, the issue you know the the very very pervasive issue of drunk driving, right? Now everywhere you go, every billboard, if it's not "Don't drive drunk," it's "Don't text and drive," right? Those were two stigmas. Somebody would get into a car accident. Oh, but he doesn't drink. Oh, but he would never do that. And people were so, you know, they felt so much shame over you know, that being a possibility that they kind of hid it away. And the same could be said for domestic abuse. We don't talk about it. We don't talk about it. It's painful. It's hard to look someone in the eye who's going through something like that and, and, and not kind of jump away from the emotions that we could be feeling. And I think with suicide, it's it's something similar. How hard is it to look someone in the eye who's lost someone to suicide and, 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 Try to even come to any kind of understanding of what they're going through and God forbid we should never know something like that but I think you know shame is very pervasive and it's it it's very deep and it it really hits you in the core and the thing about shame is that the less we talk about it the more it kind of sprouts up and the more it festers and the more it continues to bubble um, but people don't know how to start the conversation you know when the conversation about helping um, people who were experiencing domestic abuse be- started, nobody wanted to talk about it. Nobody wanted to talk about it, nobody wanted to touch it. If you would post something on Facebook, you know, if Facebook existed 20 years ago when the conversation about domestic abuse was starting, people, you would get no likes. You know, if, if, the, if the drunk driving thing, same thing. It starts, like the, the shame surrounding it, I think, is because people are afraid. They don't know how to talk about something that hits, a lot of times, hits close to home. There are so many people that I know that I didn't know had experiences of suicide in their own family, either that someone did take their own life or tried. Um, and, and we don't want to talk about those things. We don't want to touch them. But I think the way to break it is to continue having the conversation. Everywhere I go, I'll get in an Uber. I'll be on an airplane. People will ask me what I do. And I say, I teach suicide prevention and alertness. Now, I'll tell you something. I was at a Shabbat meal this weekend. I'm going to be teaching probably about 10 workshops between now and and November of this year. I'm very proud of the communities that are stepping up to do this training. I know it's a very hard topic for a lot of people to discuss, and I think it's incredible that they're stepping up to make this commitment. Now, I'm going to be in L.A. for a training Labor Day weekend. So there was a couple sitting across from me. And in all honesty, I was kind of waiting for the response that I knew was coming. So they asked me, oh, my friend who was sitting next to me said, how's the registration for the training going? I said, it's good. You know, we're getting the word out. We're, we're posting flyers. We're doing everything. And, and this man who's sitting across from me says, oh, I have a sister who lives in LA. What kind of workshop it is? is it maybe she'd like to attend? And I said to him, in all seriousness, I looked him in the eye, I said, it is a suicide alertness and prevention workshop. And he literally recoiled. I mean, literally and said, oh, no, she wouldn't want to go to something like that. Not because, God forbid, it's not a serious issue, not because he doesn't think it's important, but because there's so much shame around talking about something this painful that people's tendency is just to go like this. And so I think the conversation changes when we empower people with tools, um, which is what Safe Talk is. It's it's a, a series of tools. Um, when we empower them with tools that help them feel like they're taking responsibility and that they can take action to make a difference, um, rather than just, you know, putting it out there that it's an issue. When you invite people to take initiative, they take, an, they take initiative is what i found over, over the years. Okay. Well, look,
0: we're doing this. We're going to invite a lot of people to take an That's the point of this. So what kind of tools
1: Yeah, do you
0: uh, people at these safe talks, workshops.
1: Okay. So, so safe talk, the model is two words, safe, which is suicide alertness for everyone and talk, which is the four step model of how to engage with someone who's thinking of suicide and getting them to additional help. Um, the first is tell T the person tells or gives you signs that they are, you know, they're struggling with something and tell is it has two meanings they're telling you in their own way and you by responding to them are telling them that you're listening and are willing to engage with them a is for ask and this is probably one of i mean they're all crucial steps but i think the, the crucial part of this is that when you ask someone if they're thinking about suicide you don't say you know you don't skip around the issue in this step we really teach participants to ask directly and feel as comfortable as they possibly can saying the word suicide. A lot of times just saying the word is very difficult for people, understandably so. So ask, you know, invite them to ask the person, are you thinking of suicide? Are you thinking of killing yourself? Something that will give them a real direct answer. The next step is listen. So once the person engages and says, yes, I am thinking about suicide, you invite them to tell you, you know, you listen to them and they tell you what's going on, why they might be feeling this way, you know, what, what has caused them to reach this point. And then K is for keep safe connection, And that is the, the step of connecting them to an additional resource who can help them in the long term. So if that's the National Suicide Hotline, if it's a teen crisis line, if it's a therapist in the area, if it's a mental health resource. Maybe it's a guidance counselor, or in some cases, maybe it's the police. You know, when a person is telling you, when you're listening to them and they're telling you, I'm planning on, you know, I have the plan, I have the method, I have the, you're not trying to connect them to a mental health professional. You're connecting them to 911. So it's really giving you hands on tools, and there's practice as part of the workshop hands on tools of how to engage with a person, how to show them that you're there for them and then how to help them get additional resources and there's obviously a lot of discussion Um, there's video presentations there's question answer there's practice in these two and a half to three hours you're really giving them concrete tools that they can use and i'll tell you from my own personal experience i used these tools three days after participating as a safe talk as a as an audience member the first time i participated in this workshop it, it really takes the fear because I think people are afraid to act out of fear, right? What if I do something wrong? What if I say the wrong thing? What if, you know, I, what if, what if, what if, what if this kind of takes, this takes the fear out and puts you in a mode of responsibility because now you have tools that can actually, you know, measurably make a difference. Do
0: those tools, are they, um, are they, What I call short steps or short range tools Tools to to stop the instant threat. Um, Are there also, you know, you you could stop the the threat for today, but what about tomorrow and next week when the person goes back to their apartment alone, pain or addiction or whatever?
1: Exactly. So the second level of the Living Works model is called ASSIST, which is Applied Suicide Intervention. I don't remember the end of the <laughs> I don't remember the end of the of the of the what it stands for but um it's basically applied suicide first aid um and in the keep safe connection of safe talk the best thing you can do is have someone who is trained in assist that you can you know kind of move them along to for the reason that their job their skill level to be able to help the person come up with a plan, is the plan of keeping them safe for 24 hours? Is it for a week? Is it for a month? How are they going to check up on the person? What kind of opportunity, you know, opportunities are going to are they going to offer them to engage if they need more help? Um, and I always invite everyone who participates in a safe talk workshop to, um, if they're if they're 18 or older, I invite them to get the assist training. It's a two-day training. It's it is not a simple, you know. It's a much longer process, but having taken it myself, I can tell you that it, you know, for people who are curious about how to offer additional resources outside of the immediate um, response that Safe Talk offers, ASSIST is an amazing tool for that.
0: So th- this sounds to me like it's people helping people. You know, yeah. we can't, I'm a believer in, uh, you know, uh, you don't have to say whether you are or not, or I don't really, it's not relevant, in waiting for the government or you know, big brother to help or or whatever. I I believe things have to be, we are our brother or our sister's keeper. Right. So I believe in, you know, it takes a village. It's about the communities. Absolutely. Step up. But I I guess it goes back to where do the communities, they think, oh, I I know my next door neighbor has a problem. If I go intervene, I'm going to be the bad guy. Or where do you cross the line? But it seems this to me is about he, a, 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 an army of great people like yourself, looking to help people in need.
1: Right, and I think that's that's part of the importance of of what these skills offer is that it we shouldn't have to wait for somebody else to take control. We wouldn't shouldn't have to ask, wait for somebody else to take the lead or decide that they're going to you know do something about it. I mean, look, the United States of America we're a very empowered country. <laughs> people see an opportunity, they take it. They see a need that needs to be fixed, you know, a pothole in the ground. They're the ones patching it up. It's a great and kind of idealistic idea to believe that we can wait for everybody else to step up to the plate. But the truth is is that all of those, you know, we all become leaders by stepping up to the plate. Well, I, I am, I belong to, I belong to the Chabad sect of Orthodox Judaism. Okay, the Lubavitcher Rebbe, Rabbi Menachem Mendel Schneerson he created leaders. He created people. He created an an entire generation of people who saw opportunities and didn't wait for other people to, you know, make those opportunities happen. Those opportunities were hard. They were time consuming. They were expensive. They didn't always get results. And there's a lot of hard work involved. But I think that anyone who's ever been in a leadership position knows that we don't wait for other people to grasp opportunities. You know, I mean, look, when I started with this three and a half years ago, I was nervous. I was worried. I didn't know what people were going to think. I didn't know if I was capable of it. But the thing is this, I could have waited for other people to take control, especially in the scenario where the girl, you know, there was a girl who I was dealing with at an event. I could have waited for 10 other adults in the room to take control, and I'm not blaming them for not doing it. But in that moment, I saw an opportunity I said, I can either do something about this or I can pretend that I don't see it but if I pretend that I don't see it what kind of leader am I and what kind of person am I and I think at the end of the day everybody's looking to be empowered everyone wants to be a leader in their own right whatever that looks like to them and I think this is one incredibly crucial key tool in being the leaders of this world is looking out for each other the same way that if somebody drowns you know you see somebody drowning in a pool you pull them up You don't let them go, just you know, you pull them out of the water and you either perform CPR or you find someone really quickly who can. And I think this is a form of of emotional and mental CPR.
0: So I I agree. And uh, you and I have had many conversations. Yeah, I I drank the water. You could drink the water. (laughs) Thank you. Marco Rubio gave us the cue like uh, I think the last election cycle. We could drink our water. There you
1: go. We can drink our water.
0: That's right. the reality is you and i have had a goal or we've talked about really bringing safe talks to every major community in the country over the next yeah. year or whatever and i know you've told me that you think we can book 30 in the next six months nine months whatever Absolutely.
1: it is i mean we already have 10 so what's so, another 20. Look,
0: you know my <laughs> commitment you know how excited i am about this but uh the purpose of this video is for maybe we're going to send it out to people who are going to those safe talk uh, seminars or people who aren't going to be there. So what tips right. can you give someone who's watching this video now today, tonight without attending the safe Talks if they know somebody who is you know who, who's in that state of mind what can what can I do? What can you tell them? what should they do now?
1: What they can do now, First of all, is sign up for a Safe Talk workshop. <laughs> but after that, or before that, you be afraid to reach out to resources to ask questions. A lot of times, people see someone who they know who might be struggling, and they, they don't really know who to turn to or what to do. You know, the internet has hundreds of thousands of, of resources, but a lot of them are either old, or the you know, statistics aren't up to date. The, the situation, the, 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 the advice that I give to people in these kinds of situations is pick up the phone and call the national suicide hotline. Tell them it's a non-emergency unless there is someone who is in their immediate vicinity who is actively pursuing suicide. Tell them it's a non-emergency and ask them how they can be of help to the person. They will probably give them the four steps um and i'm happy to go into the four steps in detail for anyone who's watching this who can't make it to a safe talk workshop in the near future or who's trying to decide if this is the right thing for them there are so many tools that are available out out there in the world for anyone who has questions about this i mean the 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 um the american federation um foundation for suicide prevention has hundreds of resources and they're always available to take people's calls Same thing with the national suicide hotline and actually this is something that a lot of people don't know is that the national suicide hotline is linked to the dd hirsch mental health center in los angeles where i completed the first part of my training they have staff on call at all hours of the day they have trainers on call um if they have questions and they're not sure where to turn to either for themselves or for somebody else who they know and love the easiest thing they can do is pick up the phone and if they can't pick up the phone because the person's sitting right next to them and they don't want to alarm them or alert them, there's also multiple texting lines that are available. Um, right from the comfort of your smartphone, you can text the National Suicide Hotline. I can give you the number right now. Um, and, um, and, you know, they can just make that quick connection. And if they see that what they, you know, what they're learning makes them curious, to learn more, then I absolutely invite everybody to participate in a safe talk workshop or an assist workshop. Um, it really, I, I really think it it um, it really makes a difference. So,
0: is it fair to summarize what you've just said in two plain words? Get involved.
1: Yes, absolutely. Uh, because I, I do something I think, right, and you know. Knowledge is power. Knowledge is is what propels us forward as a nation, as a society. And I think, you know, it's not, people say to me like, oh, what if I sit through, you know, through the workshop for two and a half hours and I don't come away with anything. And my response to that is, you never leave an opportunity of of, gaining knowledge and information without having learned nothing. You will always learn something, even if you don't feel like it's applicable to you right now, which, you know, some people come to the workshop and say, I don't really know how I'm going to use this, and then a month later, they'll call me and say, "You know what? I never thought I was going to use this, and I I just did." So, These skills are, you know, are there for a reason, and I think the best thing that anyone can do is reach out, get curious, and get involved.
0: Gotcha. Stay. Don't turn. Don't turn your back. Get right. involved. Help the drowning right. person. That whatever right. it is, because wh- whatever you do is better than nothing.
1: Absolutely. I, I that is that is the perfect way to put it.
0: What, what did I miss? What didn't I ask her? What message do you want to convey that I didn't ask you?
1: I think the message that I want to convey more than anything is going back to the stigma of, you know, people are very nervous to talk about this topic. They're worried about, you know, planting ideas in people's heads. They're worried about not doing the right thing. To that, again, I would say, I think that the way to beat the stigma the way to end this or the way to make a dent in it is to talk about it. I think as a community, you know, in the United States and beyond, we've learned that the issues get solved when as a community we come together and discuss how we're going to fix it. Hiding away from it feels comfortable, but it's not helpful. So I'm going to quote my favorite social psychologist and um, social worker, her name is Brene Brown. She always says to choose curiosity over comfort. So, for this particular area that feels shameful and full of stigma for many people in the world, what I would invite them is to get curious.
0: So, what can, look, uh, you're going around the country and doing these safe talks.
1: Yeah. And can I just, list the ones that we have scheduled so far so that we everyone knows where we're at please do we will have august 29th in los angeles um we can add the flyer here so that everybody knows about it the following sunday we will be in fresno california the following sunday monday we will be in sarasota we will be teaching three workshops there um then we will be in randolph new jersey october 28th followed by delaware wilmington delaware november 15th and then Fox County, Pennsylvania, November, December 1st, and then into 2020, we're planning for Great Neck, Long Island, um, Virginia, Commonwealth University, um, University of Texas at Austin. I mean, these are just some of the places that we've been in communication with who are, you know, engaging with us and asking for more resources. So hopefully within the next couple of weeks, we'll have all of September and most of November booked. So. Those are, those are where we're at right
0: now. What we're going to do is, when we edit this, we're going to put this, the dates, we're going to put your contact information, the
1: Great.
0: Date, whatever, scrolling, and all the editors will do that so people say, <laughs> uh, Wonderful. But what can our community leaders do? Look, we both happen, we're going to put this out there. Plenty of non-Jewish people see this, and it's the same problem facing your community. Deal with it. Um, right. But what can the Jewish community do? Do about these social issues?
1: I think it begins, and I think this goes back to being leaders. When the leaders of the communities, when the heads of the communities show that this is something that they take seriously, their communities will respond in kind. A lot of times, people are afraid to, like, you know, brush the surface of this issue. And the communities and the community leaders that I've seen who've taken a vested interest in 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 educating their communities about this have, you know, they've created a much warmer, safer, loving community for, you know, for the people that live in it because they know that they can turn to their rabbis, to the community heads, to the principals of the schools, you know, to anybody really. Um, I think what community leaders can do in our, in our specific community is take the initiative to make this, um, you know, to bring this topic to the people who, whose lives they touch on a daily basis.
0: Or um, us, and we'll bring...
1: Right, and we'll come and
0: do it. Yeah, I was gonna say, uh, I, so uh, again, to reiterate, we want to bring this Safe Talk program to every major community that we can in the U.S., yeah. You no, know, because this is just a tragedy, and um, we, if we don't step up, no one's stepping up. I'm hoping other right. people join the bandwagon.
1: Well, the good thing about this is that, you know, there are a lot of people who are already doing amazing work in this. You know, I mean, there have been communities that I've called in the last two weeks just to follow up and see, and they said, you know, we already have a, a suicide alertness, or we've done training this year, and my response to that is, Amazing! That's incredible. You know, they apologize for letting me down. I said, "You're not letting me down. This is incredible. I'm so happy to hear that you are already offering these, you know, resources in whatever form, if it's safe talk or if it's another method, you know, that you're that you're offering this in- initiative to your community." Um, and I think once we start spreading out to more cities around the country, once more people start getting involved, I think everyone will start to understand that. This is not something that just affects one community. This is, a, this is an issue that affects everybody. Um, and if as community leaders and as rabbis, rabbis, principals of schools, directors of organizations, we can all come together and show the people who we are the leaders of that this is an important issue for us, um, I think that's when it'll, that's when it'll start to you know snowball.
0: Well, Leah, I, 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 I really appreciate your time tonight. I appreciate more you um, allowing me to be on this journey with you, um, and I, I just don't know how to thank you. Um, is there anything else that I didn't ask you that we didn't cover before we?
1: Not that I can think of off the top of my head, but if something specific comes to mind, we can, you know, we can include it in like a postscript. Um, but again, I'll just reiterate that I think the most important thing is for everybody to, you know, get the information, you know, we'll, we'll come to your community. We will train your, you know, we will train your teens, your adults, you name it, we'll do it. Um, you know, anything that we can do as a team to, to bring this life-saving work to as many people as possible. But I, I think it starts with everybody having the curiosity to, you know, make that first step. Um, And I also want to thank you so much for your time and for your involvement and for helping, you know, foster this into, you know, giving so many communities the, the, you know, the ability and availability to to take part in this. So, thank you. Uh,
0: I I was going to say, I I don't want to say it's my pleasure. I I wish I didn't (laughs) have to. Um, right.
1: And right. You know, the, 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 biggest, the biggest blessing for me will be the day where people don't need my help anymore.
0: That's exactly right. You know? With that, I thank you. We will end this video. And again, we're going to put it on the screen, the dates, the contact information. And community okay. leaders, you got to deal with these issues. Don't stick your head in the sand. You don't need the big buildings. You don't need all this other nonsense. You need to deal with the people's issues. Again, our people are being, they're, they're, whatever reason, they're suffering from depression, they're suffering from addiction, they're suffering from drugs, they're, suicide, gambling, divorce. You've got to deal with these social issues. Nothing else matters unless you deal with the social issues. So I beg of you, please get involved. And if you don't like this program, come up with your own program. Do exactly what Leah said, what the Rebbe said. Come up with your own program. Be your own leaders. I need this like a hole in the head. Leah doesn't need this either. We're doing it because there's a void. So please step up. Leah, thank you. And thank you, everyone else. Take care. It's Down to Business with Jack Miller. Forget what they teach you in school. This is real life. Not Wall Street, but Main Street. He and his guests will answer your questions and provide you with valuable information. Stay tuned and join in the conversation. Follow them on Facebook at Jack Miller Down to Business or on Twitter at HJackMiller1.